the second time on the show, we are so pleased to have Christopher Jackson, legendary royal photographer, to chat about his new book, Charles III, A King and His Queen, which is out April 18th. In addition to his work photographing the royals over the past 20 years, Chris has two other books, both of which I own and both of which I love, called Modern Monarchy and Elizabeth II, A Queen for Our Time. He has traveled to over 100 countries during his time as a royal photographer, in addition to photographing day-to-day -day royal engagements on the home front in the UK. The history you've seen, Chris. Welcome back to the show, our second, second timer. We're so glad to have you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's uh, it's really special. Uh, I'm really excited about the new book. So thank you very much for, for having me on the show. You write that you turn this book around in a record amount of time. What was your goal to to get this out so quickly? Was it the coronation? Yeah, I think, you know, that's that's true. And we felt that, you know, obviously the coronation, huge event, definitely going to be the highlight of 2023. And I think we felt it was really important that we, we got a book out um, as soon as we could ahead of that. It was um, it's obviously going to be a huge um, and exciting period of, of national celebration of of sort of global celebration and I think it was really important that we, we we got the book ready hopefully it's a bit of an insight into the characters of um our, our new king and queen and um I've been lucky enough to photograph them for coming up to 20 years now and I, I'm really you know it's been a huge privilege and I think putting the book together um ahead of the coronation was really important to us. Well, as ever, the photos in this book are magnificent. I think probably if I had to choose a favorite, there's a few of them, but I love the photo of the king doing his work with the red boxes in the garden outside his outdoor office, I think you called it. That's one of my favorites. And the photo of the king kissing her late majesty's hand, obviously, is one of my favorites, very sentimental. So how do you even begin to choose from the thousands of photos you take? Which photos make it uh, in the book? Can you walk us through that uh, process? That seems overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, of course, it's a big headache in summary, but um, thank you. Um, good choice of pictures, first of all. I think um, that's one of my favourites as well. Um, and simply because a lot of the time, you know, it says memories behind the pictures. And I really remember being at Highgrave on that day, one of the hottest days of the year. And the king was was working outside uh, on his, you know, his papers and his box. And he's even got his telephone out there, his, his cabled telephone. Um, oh, wow. which is going all the way back and you can get a glimpse into some of the um the stunning gardens at Highgrave obviously somewhere mm -hmm. that that is very special um to to the um well the king and the queen um but um yeah and it is really difficult to choose which pictures to put into the book and I think even more so um with this particular royal couple because I've spent so long photographing them traveling to so many places around the world and just built up this massive archive of images and it is very, very tough, you know, trying to pick the images uh, to illustrate each particular chapter and, and each particular story. So it's a really enjoyable process. So, you know, it, it, it can be tough at times, but ultimately it's something that was incredibly enjoyable, enjoyable because um, it's nice. As I say in the introduction, it's really nice to kind of look back on some of those special moments or places we've been in the past Um Places like the Galapagos Islands, Pakistan, uh, Indonesia, of course, Australia, New Zealand, and Canada, um, mm. and the States. And it, you know, it, it's it's lovely to go back and um, remember some of those moments and and put some of these images together. And I think what 
is really special about um, these two is that I've been able to photograph quite a lot behind the scenes um, with the king and and the queen, and it just gives the book the book a little bit of depth, I think, and I hope. Um, I'm not sure what you both think, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it, it's it, it's great, and there's some really um, some, some lovely moments in there with members of the family as well. You like you mentioned, of course, the late Queen Elizabeth, and and I think um, the bond that um, the new king has with uh, Queen Elizabeth was really special. It was yeah. certainly a symbiotic relationship. You know, learning from someone who had dedicated her life lifetime um, to duty um in such a kind of special way and i think um it's yeah it, it's it, hopefully that comes across in some of the pictures absolutely well the book is also full of photos of charles and camilla what are they like as a couple based on the interactions that you've seen i know you've talked about their teamwork and their shared sense of humor so really curious um you know their um their chemistry together based on based on your experience yeah they're two people that you know <laughs> at an age when many people have retired they work together incredibly hard um they often have very grueling kind of schedules of course you know traveling around the world on, on, on royal tours um is very demanding crossing time zones um and i think you know they they work together they work very well as a team and i think teamwork is absolutely crucial to their relationship um they work together a huge amount and um they've created um you know over the years a very successful way of doing that and uh it's it's great to face together they have a fantastic relationship and i think you know their interactions with members of the public not only in the uk and sort of domestically but also around the world they, they have this amazing way of connecting with people um very quickly which of course you know they don't often get the liberty of time when they're meeting people around the world and they they immediately put them at ease um and i think that's you know witnessing this firsthand is is one of the key skills i see that they both employ um when uh when you know meeting people um wherever they are i think one of you i mean obviously you're an incredibly talented photographer but one of your best qualities as a photographer is that you're able to really see the personality of the subject that you're taking photos of shine through in your photos like those those photos you really get a sense of Charles's personality or Camilla's personalities I'm thinking right now of the I think we're going to talk about this in a minute the hilarious um Dyson moment in Singapore where he's, <laughs> I don't even I don't even know how to explain that on the air listeners you're yeah. just gonna have to read the book but he, he's 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 making a joke and he's doing something hilariously funny and um and you can just see his personality and his sense of humor shining through that photograph which is really difficult because it's it's a photograph but you can you can get it's it's textured so how as a photographer do you capture the personality of the people that you're photographing um, good question and thank you very much that's very kind firstly and uh, and secondly um, I'm glad that you feel that about the book because this is one of my favorite books because I probably had more access behind the scenes with with the king and the queen and um, it's been very special over the years to capture some of these kind of special moments and one thing that stands out um, hopefully from the book is that they both have a great sense of humor and mm -hmm. this is really important I think when you're you know, in the situations that they often find themselves in, you know, having that great sense of humour is a way to sort of 
break down barriers, uh, make people feel relaxed. Of course, it makes fantastic photos at times, at a particular moment in the uh, in the Dyson Innovation Centre. I think it was in Singapore, and um, the king um, was suggesting that I had something on my trousers and they needed hoovering. <laughs> Except hoovering is the wrong <laughs> word. When I say hoovering, it's got to be vacuuming because, uh, of course. <laughs> Um, he was a totally different brand, but um, yeah, they were, <laughs> he was vacuuming my trousers. But you know, you never know what to expect uh, with the king, and that's what makes him great photograph. Um, you know, there's kind of like there's moments uh, when you're on raw tour, and often raw tour, you know, it's it's in different countries and different environments, different cultures, and it it often makes for the most sort of candid and and, and telling photographs, which give you a sort of glimpse into into their personalities and I, I always join, enjoy going away on trips like that. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of personality, we know what Charles is like as a public figure, but can you tell us what he's like as a father or a grandfather? I think, you know, over the years I've been um, lucky enough to photograph not only those kind of formal moments, um, the moments behind the scenes in, in various sort of palaces and gardens and places that um, the king and the queen call home over the years, but also some of those family moments. And that's that's always really special to capture kind of lovely interactions between members of the family. And of course, you know, this is a family that works together uh, quite often. Only yesterday I was at the um, the Commonwealth Day um, service in Westminster mm-hmm. Abbey. And of course we saw Princess Anne, Princess Royal, um, the king and the queen, um, the, Duke, the prince and princess of Wales. Um, so it's lovely to see the family together um, in a kind of professional environment, but it's always lovely and always a privilege to capture kind of family moments. And we obviously see, you know, some of the children and grandchildren a little bit less often, but it makes those moments even more special. And he's clearly, you know, a grandfather who has a great relationship with with the children. And to see um, King Charles at the, or Prince of Wales as he was then, um, at the Platinum Jubilee with, Prince Louis on his lap sort of um, mm-hmm. bouncing along to the music it was just a lovely moment uh, and it reminds me of a, a picture I took of both of them together for his 70th birthday in the garden of Clarence House um, uh, a few years before and you know watching the children grow up and and their relationship with the um, with their grandparents was really special. Well, let's talk about that 70th birthday photo in the garden of Clarence House, because one of my favorite anecdotes from the book was the behind the scenes anecdote of that family photo, which listeners, I almost all of you will recognize. It's got the whole family in there and uh, it, the photo with the bear. So can you, <laughs> you know, we, we know what happens in front of the camera, this beautiful photo that we've all seen. But then in the book, we learn that there <laughs> to entertain the children behind the scenes, there is this like this person in a bear costume. So can you tell us <laughs> that story? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, um, of course, I think with this book, what I try to do is, is not only show, you know, some of those moments that we might all recognize uh, images of the royal family, but also some of the kind of little stories behind those moments. And this was a real privilege to photograph the, well, as he was then the Prince of Wales for his 70th birthday. And this was a formal family photograph in the gardens of Clarence House. So, you know, of course, as a photographer, um, you're always a little bit nervous before these big moments. It's obviously a huge privilege to take um, take important photos like this um, that hopefully sort of 
live in the Royal Archive for a while. Um, but it was, yeah, it was, I think it was a way of um, relaxing everybody, um, something a little bit different. Of course, you want everyone to, to smile and look in the same direction. And so, um, my, you know, the, the idea we had was to um, introduce <laughs> this bear into the mix. So <laughs> it, it made quite a funny behind the scenes photo as, as you can imagine. And uh, it was just a fantastic kind of lighthearted moment, I think. And uh, I had to try and source the bear suit uh, ahead of time. <laughs> and uh, I think, you know, it was a slightly sort of trial and error situation and, uh, the first bear seat I came across was um was a little bit scary and I tried it out on my son when he was in the <laughs> bath and he totally freaked out. So <laughs> I managed to find a more a more friendly looking one uh by the time it got to the actual photo shoot. So um hopefully it made for a nice, lovely, relaxed picture and, and something a little bit different. So it was really nice to be able to put that in the book. Well, I'd also love a behind-the-scenes story of the four generations of Monarch's Christmas pudding photo. Can you share a little about that one? Yeah, that's, you know, that's a real favorite of mine because I think, and it really illustrates the point that, you know, quite often you're taking these candid, relaxed, these candid photographs. And for me, they're the ones I enjoy taking the most, hopefully give you more of an insight into the characters um, of, of the members of the royal family and and this was a particularly historic one, I suppose, because you had Queen Elizabeth there with um, the heirs to the throne, um, Prince George, um, Prince Charles, as well as Anne, and, and Prince William. And it was taken um, in association with a charity um, um, that was supporting um, military personnel um, at Christmas time. You can see the Christmas tree in the background and some kind of rather regal decorations on the tree and everyone's joining in the queen is joining in and mixing the christmas pudding uh george is obviously enthusiastically getting involved there and uh it, you know it's 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 a rare moment uh and it's a photo it's got that kind of deeper historical context um so it was, it was really special to capture that well we're wondering if there are any other behind the scenes stories you'd like to share about photos in the book that particularly compel you because Again, we just see the, in, what's happening in front of the camera, but if there's any other stories that ha are happening behind the scenes. Yeah, I think there's um, there's a sort of few few moments in there which um, are kind of special to me. Of course, you know, you spend your life traveling around the world and in royal tour, things don't always go to plan. I think that is the nature of this kind of photography, which is what makes it so enjoyable and fun and unexpected. And it's definitely those unexpected moments which I really enjoy capturing um i managed to crash my bike once uh in, in a park near myself near um my home in in west london and uh i i'd smashed my eye socket and so i couldn't oh, really God. see out of my eye and i had to go and have an operation to kind of rebuild it but i was absolutely desperate to get back to work after a couple of weeks and um and there was a trip to um south africa and Tanzania with um, the then Prince and Princess of the the, the, um, the Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall, and I was itching to get back to work. And I'm I decided I should against sort of advice from everybody. I decided I needed to go on this royal tour. And I I've only missed um, one or two in the last sort of 18, 20 years. So it was really important to me that I went on this trip. Uh, and I spent the whole trip wandering around with my neck cricked at an angle, kind of looking down the camera lens. Mm. 
it must it must look very bizarre because I could only see out of one eye. Uh, and I think the Duchess just thought I wondered what was going on. And um, I think it's kind of a testament to her kind of caring character that she called me in to check I was okay and if there's anything she could do to help. But it, um, you know, it, it eventually um, I got a lot better over that few weeks. I think it was, you know, when you've got something like that, but actually getting stuck into something totally different, often um, it helps you sort of push through and it, it, it got mm-hmm. a lot better. Uh, but I was still sort of wandering around um, a Maasai Boma at the end in Tanzania, um, taking these photographs of the royal couple. So, you know, there's there's always these kind of unexpected things that go on behind the camera, but you try and push on through because I suppose being a royal photographer, you have to be there for these moments, you know. Right. It's not going to stop for you. These There could be in you know, a historic christening, a historic wedding, you know, anything, and it's not going to... They're not going to say, actually, Chris, we'll do it next week. It's going to happen. Right. So quite often, you you know, you have these challenging moments uh, and you have to kind of figure out a way around it and and, and making sure um, you're there to take those photos. Mm. Well, talking a little bit more about um, our monarchs, you said before to us when we chatted that the queen was so striking when she entered the room. Does the king have that same effect? I think. You know, um, of course, last year was, you know, a, a year of incredible highs and, you know, incredible lows with the Platinum Jubilee and, and the passing of Queen Elizabeth. And she was this absolutely iconic figure. Um, you know, I will really never forget um, her amazing smile. You know, I suppose it's almost a cliche now, but she's, she was incredible. Her dry sense of humour. I remember taking one of her last official portraits up in Sandringham. Um, it's in the book, actually, with the red box um, mm-hmm. that she worked on every day of her life, um, apart from Christmas and Easter. And she's smiling, you know, that incredible commitment to duty that she showed right to the end. And I think, you know, whilst they are different characters, she's passed on a lot of that uh, that kind of incredible commitment. And it's something that the king clearly has. You know, she he has this incredible work ethic, sense of duty, um, of course, you know, passionate about many different things, famously the environment. Um, of course, he's had to change the way he does things slightly. Um, now he's, he's, you know, a king. Um, but I think the passion still burns very deeply. Um, these are still really important issues to him. And yeah, he is a different character. He's a different person. Um mm-hmm. And but you know he has his incredible um, attributes and his you know his famous sense of humour. So I think he does you know he's got a uh, an amazing he's great to photograph. You know I always enjoy photographing um, the king because he has a you know, he has a great face to photograph. Um, he's got a great manner when he meets people. He always seems to make a picture always seems to happen. Um, sometimes uh, more unexpected. But he has an aura around him, and I think that is um, that is that has been evident in um, the photographs I've taken over the years. Um, but of course, you know, people are different characters, different all different members of the royal family are different characters, and that's what makes my job so enjoyable. You know, that there's variety, and and everyone is different to photograph and has it has a different personality. Well, hearkening back to that photo from the Dyson Technology Center in Singapore, the king is most certainly interacting with you so obviously and you mentioned earlier um that camilla was 
that's very kind of her to, to ask, are you okay while you were on tour? And so how often do you interact with the Royals you photograph? Or are you typically keen to stay in the background? I mean, obviously after all of these years, they very much know who you are. Yeah, of course. And I think that's a really good question. I think, you know, familiarity is important. You know, we all work in jobs where it's nice to know who the people are around us. Um, but I think what's important is, you know, I am very much there to document what's going on in front of me. And that involves the Royals interacting with the people they're meeting or or the subjects or, or whatever's going on in the photograph I'm taking. So I think, you know, whilst there, there are sort of rare moments like that, you know, it is very important to me that I'm almost like a fly on the wall. And that's how I like to work. I think that's the most enjoyable way of working where you're, you're, you're in the room, but hopefully not drawing any, any attention. You know, of course you've got a camera and, and that, that can be quite intrusive at, at times. Although these days, you know, I have totally silent cameras and I think um, it, it means that you can be very unobtrusive. Um, so taking that kind of photojournalistic fly on the wall approach, to capture those moments and just be, you know, I certainly don't just jump in and click away. It's about, you know, holding back and waiting for that moment and being ready to take it when it happens. I think that's one of the, the skills you learn as, as a royal photographer. But of course, you know, over the years, and we've traveled so many places around the world, that familiarity is, is, is really nice to have. It, it makes the job more enjoyable for everyone. Um, and I think a level of, trust in that sense is important you know um because of course you know if it, it's it, it's it's trusting that you're going to behave in a certain way in a certain uh situation you know quite often as a royal photographer mm -hmm. you find yourselves in very sort of delicate situations and i think you know a sensitivity to those moments for me is, is, is certainly really important so many of the photos in this book are from royal tours. Can you tell us what your most memorable royal tour is that you've ever been on and why? Wow, good question. Um, so royal tours are the way that the royal family gets out and about around the world. Um, the Queen Elizabeth once said, um, you have to be seen to be believed. And I think that mm -hmm. is really important. You know, the royals, the, the king, our new king, um is only second to the queen as the, who was the most traveled monarch in the world and king charles is, is very close behind her and i think it's it's important it makes him a man of the world he has immersed himself in so many different cultures and societies around the world it's built you know a depth of knowledge which enables him to connect with so many different people across different cultures and different religions and i've seen this this firsthand and it sort of makes him the man that he is today this incredible depth of experience um absolutely mind-blowing but um yeah people are always keen to see them wherever you go and uh you know often there'll be a raw walkabout and they'll try and meet as many people as possible and they're often frenetic and energetic um but also very enjoyable moments and i think the king tries to cram in as much as he can do on royal tours you know up to eight engagements in a day he doesn't mm -hmm. have lunch um something that i always struggle with myself <laughs> i'm always trying to find That's trying tough. to find food from somewhere yeah i know mm -hmm. it's uh it's uh it's good but he's got a great work ethic as i mentioned before and i think um i'm sorry i've totally forgot what your original question was what was that <laughs> um what was your favorite or your most memorable oh, favorite royal tour <laughs> yes apologies apologies um 
Well, uh, with um, the King and the Queen, I've, I've been I've been so lucky to go to so many incredible places, and I certainly it's one of the things that got me into photography. This traveling to all these amazing places it's 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 been incredible and um, i think a couple, a couple there the galapagos islands was certainly somewhere i never thought i'd go to for work and i and so that was an amazing privilege to go to this this incredible island where the wildlife was just it just behaved so differently to anywhere else i'd been before um and you know we met lonesome george at the last i think he's a pinta island turtle um, before he sadly passed away a few years later so I, I was lucky and he was last of that species so that species is now extinct um but it really hide, highlighted some of the issues that we're facing globally um you know with, with sort of climate crisis and, and all that kind of stuff so a very special place to go to um and uh where else have been uh, pakistan absolutely love i've been i'm lucky been a few times um with the the principal of wales as well and i just love visiting their amazing vibrant culture um beautiful country with with um the king and the queen we went up to skardu which is a, a mountainous district in the kashmir region of pakistan and i'll never forget the, the plane which was a kind of you know quite a big sort of boeing-esque plane landed at this airstrip in, in skardu up in the Himalayas, and it had to land on what was basically a, a flat piece of land um, nestled amongst the Himalayas, and it had to bank hard and kind of spiral down um, and land at this, probably the most picturesque um, airfield I've ever seen in my life. But it was a huge privilege to go up there and meet some of the people. And I think we'd actually, we actually saw some of the damage from a devastating earthquake that had hit Pakistan and you know, saw how so many people were struggling and it was really important to the World Cup that they, they sort of did something to help. So it was, you know, challenging, um, but also a privilege to be in such a beautiful uh, and spectacular country. Well, as you said, you've photographed basically every major royal family moment throughout your career, but the Queen's funeral last September was something on a different level. It was a different magnitude. So you you are living history in those moments what is it like to be living history like that you are you are taking photos that will be used in history books for centuries what is it like to be a part of that um i suppose that's one of the unique things about photographing the royal family um that you do have these these big sort of historic moments and again a bit of a cliche but a front row seat to these moments and it, it does often feel like that and i think it's it's a buzz to be a part of these events and the nice thing about photographing the royal family as well, which is often, most often, these are, um, you know, happy events, birth, christenings. There's a national excitement around that. And I think, obviously, the, you know, the passing of Queen Elizabeth was just a very surreal and, uh, you know, um, well, I'll never forget it. It was unbelievable for me, for someone who's photographed the Queen, for so many years um, that this had happened. And I really, I was standing on a bridge in Windsor um, when the news came through um, that she passed away. And I looked around me and members of the public were getting the same news on their phones. And at that exact moment, an incredible rainbow appeared mm -hmm. above the round tower of St. George's 
um, tower in Windsor Castle, the Queen's home. And it was just incredibly vibrant right above the Union flag as it was low, the moment it was lowered to half mast. And it just felt like absolutely hands down the most surreal moment of my life. Um, and then that followed with 10, 10 days of um, rushing up and down the country, trying to capture and document as much as possible. And it really was a whirlwind, but quite a weird feeling, you know. For me as a photographer but, but very important i thought it was important to capture every element of that period um for the history books and of course it wasn't just me there was you know many moments and many powerful photographs from that period taken from different photographers um who, who were capturing all aspects of, of these moments i mean there was one getty images photographer a fantastic news photographer uh david ramos who just documented the cube that had formed to kind of see the queen lying in state and you know he shot it with a news photographer's eye and it was really beautiful photography considered photography and you know that was just one element of, of of that whole period of course and it was incredible to be a sort of a part of that historic period but you know mm-hmm. also really really weird i think yeah well, as we've been talking, I just had this question kind of come to mind. I'm, I'm really curious. Can you share um, a favorite location or whether it's a royal residence or a palace or maybe an outdoor landmark or somewhere that you find to be particularly beautiful that you really love to take photographs of? Good question. Um, I love the King and Queen's house in Wales. Um it's I'm actually Welsh and it's from down the road from where I live so yeah. <laughs> entirely selfishly it's always lovely it's a great excuse I get but my family since moved away from Wales so whenever the royals travel down to Wales it's a great excuse for me to effectively like go home um it always feels like home and and the house that the king um bought for the Duchy of Cornwall and has done up um near a place called Landovery in Wales um is really beautiful it's it's very sort of um what you a far cry from a glitzy royal palace it's um it's very much a welsh house and he is obviously passionate about the gardens you know we all know famously that that high grave has this incredible garden of course mm-hmm. he's worked on dumfries house but i just love the the wales house it's quite low-key um, they spend time down there. There's a Wales week um, every year. And you can often you know, hear the sounds of the harp. There's an official harp player and she often comes down and plays uh, on the evenings uh, at the Wales house. And, it, you know, it's just really special and quite low key. And I just I just love it. Wow. Well, our very last question for you, and this has been such a treat, but as the king's reign is still less than a year old, and you will probably photograph him for, you know, the vast majority of his reign, if not the whole reign. What aspect of his reign are you most looking forward to photographing? I suppose it's, um, I'm looking forward to when we start traveling again. Uh, um, Of course, it's very exciting. There's a state visit coming up to France and Germany. Mm -hmm. And this is the first trip away for the king and the queen. So it's my obviously my first trip photographing the king and queen on a royal tour so that's that's really exciting and i think there's gonna be subtle differences for these trips uh of course the nature of the fact he is a head of state it is a state visit now so that's the first big change um and i think you know 
I'm just looking forward to photographing this year. Above anything, we've got the coronation coming up, and of course, that's that's really the foremost in my mind. That's uh, what I'm focused on. And beyond that, we you know we are in a sort of period of transition here. So I'm going to look. I'm looking forward to how the year pans out. I don't know all the answers by any means. Um, you know, of course, things like Royal Ascot, Trooping the Colour. All these events where the Queen was, the Queen Elizabeth was often, you know, this kind of centre of attention, are going are gonna to change. And I think that's exciting to see how they change. And I think it's um, it's part of the transition of history. Um, it's history move forward, moves forward. Um, and I'm looking forward to that kind of new dynamic, I suppose. Um, of course, you know, the King and the Queen are going to do things slightly differently. Um, some things will remain very much the same. Tradition is a really important thing when you're in the royal family. So many things will remain fairly similar, but I'm sure he'll he'll change certain things. So yeah, we are in this period of transition and I don't know exactly how everything's going to pan out um, throughout the year. Um, I'm looking forward to getting out on some trips sort of globally a little bit more. Um, hopefully at some point back in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the US, you know, I'm really looking forward to that um, with whoever, whichever members of the royal family um, are travelling. So, you know, it's uh, I think all focus at the moment is on the coronation and beyond mm -hmm. that, um, there's lots of exciting things to look forward to. Charles III, A King and His Queen is out April 18th. Thank you so much for being here today. It was so great to talk to you again. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's really special and I'm really excited that you like the book so thank you thank you very much for having me thank you